Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. Over the past few weeks, the gift of gratitude practices has bubble bubbled to the surface, even amid some toil and trouble. In the HSP neighborhood, this experience of listening for the sacred in everyday life is something I like to call Holy Shenanigans. So in light of this good bubbling up of gratitude, and the coming glory and gifts of Halloween trick-or-treating. Let's put on our Halloween best and go out to seek some good treats, or possibly some good bread. If you have ever gone trick-or-treating or have taken littles in your life out on Halloween to seek out some good treats, you probably have had the experience of the sorting of the sweets. After trekking through your neighborhood, a trunk-or-treat, or a fall festival, all decked out in your best Halloween duds, at the end of the night of seeking sweets, you come home, plunk yourself down at the kitchen table or the living room floor, and dump out the goods for careful inspection. What is the good candy? What is the bad candy? Seriously, is there any bad candy? Did you gather any full-size candy bars? Wow! Are all the goods safely and securely wrapped in their packages? What do you want to keep? And what do you want to trade or share? Or in the worst case, toss. This is an almost universal experience. This practical and ceremonial sorting of Halloween treats. It is a practice that can be one of gratitude or one of criticism. And it comes up in a time in our recent scripture studies focusing on Jesus' parables around these themes of gratitude. This week's text is a story of two men coming to the temple to pray. One of a wealthy man, full of self and lifting himself above others and relishing his blessed reality of life. And the other, a tax collector, 
a person despised and disconnected from their community. He's aware of his need for mercy. One man can't see his blessings are a gift and expresses non-gratitude. The other, aware of his shortcomings, comes to pray before God with honesty and humility. Jesus ends this parable with this statement. I tell you, this man, the tax collector, went down to his home justified rather than the other, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The parable about the two men reminds me of this sorting of Halloween treats. All the treats are a gift. The recipient does not pay for what they receive. These sweets, even if they're the ones that we would not call good candy, are a gift. For those who dress up for Halloween, we do go out and show off our costumes, and they are a delight to those who give out the candy. But the sweets, all the sweets, are a gift that the trick-or-treater receives. So as we prepare for trick-or-treating, for this dance of grace in this ritual of being in community focused on grace for all, I invite you to consider a holy shenanigans gratitude practice that I came to know as sleeping with bread. There is a weekly spiritual ritual that I am grateful for. It is a gathering of women clergy over the study of scripture, brainstorming for preaching, and food, fellowship, and all the coffee. This weekly gathering is one for me that leads to leftovers of one kind or another, toast, encouragement, and orange marmalade. Yes, toast and orange marmalade. Because this beloved group of colleagues knows me so well, they know my love of orange marmalade. And before I get there, we'll often scope out the diner preserves containers ahead of time, and they will save me the marmalade. This is a treat I always look forward to. But one week in particular, one of my colleagues had some leftover orange marmalade that wasn't sitting at their table, but was leftover from their very own meal. As I ponder the joy of being remembered in this gift of marmalade, I'm reminded that it is good to be known, even in small things like marmalade. This experience of being remembered is a gift of being in community. It is a gift of gratitude, yet another opportunity of this holy shenanigans practice of gratitude to show up in my daily life, and is one that reminds me of a gratitude practice from my past. This gratitude practice was discovered in the reading of the book called Sleeping with Bread, This book lifted up a practice of considering what the good bread and the bad bread of life was. Where did I find consolation and desolation? This was a practice that I didn't do alone. It was part of a blogging community with my friend Mary. Each Monday, we would take time to write down what our good bread and our bad bread was. Where did we experience consolation and desolation? I would write about it and my friend Mary and others who joined us in the practice would write about their consolation and their desolation, too. As I packed up the treats of leftover toast and marmalade, I was reminded of this beloved gratitude practice to express what good bread or marmalade gives us life 
and the releasing of the not-so-good bread, those things that we would consider desolations. In light of this recent gift of good bread and marmalade, and this upcoming holiday of Halloween, I pause for a moment to examine the good and the bad bread of life. And I invite you to join me in this. What is the bad bread that you would like to release, as well as what is the good bread you choose to hold on to today? A while back, a friend sent me the good bread of a poem that helped me to see the power of meaningful connection between people and nature and everyday practices of gratitude. The author Lucille Clifton tells about a moment where the miracle of connection came in the simple task of preparing greens for a meal. Cutting greens. Curling them around, I hold their bodies in obscene embrace, thinking of everything but kinship. Collards and kale strain against each strange other, away from my kiss-making hand in the iron bed pot. The pot is black. The cutting board is black. My hand, and just for a minute, the green roll black under the knife, and the kitchen twists dark on its spine, and I taste in my natural appetite the bond of live things everywhere. In Lucille Clifton's poem, Cutting Greens, from An Ordinary Woman, published by Random House, copyright 1974, I hear the taste and natural appetite for the bond of live things everywhere. This is a place where Lucille Clifton expressed gratitude for her experience as a woman of color who is seen, heard, and loved, as well as the tension of that experience. She witnessed elements of herself and nature and was seen and connected to something greater, universal. In her poem, I hear the good bread of connection, an expression of that good bread that Lucille wanted to lift up and hold on to. I think Lucille's poem calls us to consider the good bread of living as beloved community, of not thinking too highly or lowly of ourselves, of looking at the gifts of life and the bounty of trick or treating as a very good, good gift of bread to hold on to, and then to share with others. As we approach the week of Halloween, this annual parade of costumes and sweets and treats, I'm looking for ways to acknowledge and live into the tricks and treats of life with gratitude practices. I invite you to come along. I invite you to consider what quiet, everyday experiences of gratitude that your life offers you. I invite you to consider, in the tricks and treats of life, what gratitude practices have to teach us about the sacred showing up in every day. Dear hearts, it's time to go trick-or-treating. What good bread of grace and possibly some full-size candy bars are waiting just around the corner. I am your Holy Shenanigans muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. 
Until next time, if you would like to learn more about the examined practices of gratitude called Sleeping with Bread, or would like to share your own story of gratitude, please reach out to us at holyshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com.